Section 50 of the Book of Divine Consolation of the Blessed Angela of Foligno. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Treatise 3, Tenth Vision and Consolation, wherein it was further certified unto her that she had not been deceived in her conversations. Upon another occasion, whilst I was at prayer, exceeding pleasant words were spoken unto me after this manner. O oh, my daughter, who art far sweeter unto me than I am unto thee, thou art the temple of my delight, and the heart of the omnipotent God resteth upon thy heart. Together with these words there came upon me a feeling of the utmost joy, such as I had never before experienced, inasmuch as all the members of my body felt it, and as I did prostrate myself at these words, it was further told me. The omnipotent God loveth thee more dearly than any other woman of this city. He rejoiceth in thee, and in thy companion. Do ye both strive, therefore, that your lives be as a light unto all who desire to follow your example. But unto those who follow you not, shall your lives be a judgment strict and hard. My soul did here understand that this cruel judgment was pronounced against the learned rather than against the laity, because they do despise these heavenly things, by reason of knowing them in the scriptures. Yet was I told that so great was the love which Almighty God bare unto us, that he was continually with us, albeit not with these feelings. And I was told that his eyes were now upon us, whereupon methought that I beheld his divine eyes with the eyes of my mind, and I rejoiced more than I can say. Nevertheless, I do grieve because the words we are now saying are so unworthy. Albeit I had great joy of this matter, yet did I remember my sins, and I did esteem that neither now nor at any time had there been in me any good which might be pleasing unto God. Wherefore began I to doubt, seeing that great things had been spoken unto me, and I said, If thou who speakest unto me wert truly the Son of Almighty God, my soul would feel a joy higher and greater than this, and I should not be able to bear it, feeling that thou wert in me, who am so unworthy. Unto this he made answer, I desire not that thou shouldst have a greater or more perfect joy than this at the present time, but I have prepared a greater one for thee. Thou must know that the whole world is full of me. And verily I did then perceive that every creature was full of him, Again he spake unto me, saying, I can do all things. I can make thee see me as when I talked with my disciples, and yet to feel me not. This was not said unto me in actual words, but my soul comprehended that which he said, and many things greater still, and thus it felt them to be true. Yet in order to be clear whether that which was said was verily true, my soul cried, Forasmuch as thou art almighty God, and the things thou tellest me are true, give thou me a sign whereby I may be sure thereof, and release me from this great doubt. Then I besought him that he would give me some tangible sign, something which I could see, such as putting a candle into my hand, or a precious stone, or some other thing, or that he would give me any sign he pleased, promising him that I would show it unto no person, save unto whom he should desire. Then he replied, This sign that thou seekest is one that would only give thee great joy when thou didst behold or touch it, 
but it would not free thee from doubt, and thou mightest be deceived by that sign. Therefore will I give thee another sign, better than the one thou seekest, and which will be for ever with thee, and in thy soul thou shalt always feel it. The sign shall be this. Thou shalt be ever fervent in love, and the love and the enlightened knowledge of God shall be ever with thee and in thee. This shall be a certain sign unto thee that I am he, because none save I can do this. And this is a sign which I will leave in thy soul, the which is better for thee than that which thou didst ask me. My love do I leave in thee, so that for love of me thou wilt endure tribulations. And if any person speak or do evil unto thee, thou wilt be grateful, declaring thyself unworthy of so much mercy. Such is the love which I bear unto you all, for whose sake I patiently and humbly endure all things. Thou shalt know whether or not I am in thee, if, when any person shall speak or do evil unto thee, thou art not only patient, but even desirous that they should hurt thee and be grateful unto them. And this is a certain sign of the grace of God. And behold, I do now anoint thee with an ointment wherewith a saint called Syracus and many other saints were anointed. Then did I immediately feel that ointment, and so sweet was it that I longed for death, and that I might die with all manner of bodily torments. The torments suffered by the martyrs who died for Christ did I esteem as naught, and I desired that for love of him my torments should be more terrible than theirs, and that the world should cry out upon me with insults and revilings. Moreover, I rejoiced greatly in praying for those who might work me these evils, and I marveled not at the saints who prayed for their murderers and persecutors. For not only ought we to pray unto God for them, but we should beseech him to grant them a special grace. Therefore was I ready to pray for those who did me evil, to love them with a great love, and to take compassion upon them. In that anointing I did feel such sweetness both within and without, that I never felt the like before, and I have no words wherewith I can show forth the least part of it. This consolation was different, and of a nature unlike the others. For in the others I had desired immediately to quit this world, but in this my desire was that my death should be grievous and prolonged, with all manner of torments, and that my members should suffer all the tortures of the world. Yet all this seemed but a small thing unto me, for my soul knew well that every torment was but a small thing, in comparison with the blessings promised in the life eternal. My soul knew of a certainty that it was thus, and if all the wise men of the world had told me the contrary, I should not have believed them. And if I should swear that all who walked upon the aforesaid way would be saved, I should believe that I spake the truth." This sign did God leave so firmly implanted in my soul, with so bright and clear a light, that methinketh I could endure any martyrdom. This sign, moreover, leadeth continually upon the straight way of salvation, that is to say, it leadeth unto love and the desire to suffer for love of God. Moreover, I heard the words which God spake unto me, saying, At the end of these things shalt thou cause to be written, Unto God be the thanks. And whosoever desireth to keep the grace which he hath, shall not turn his eyes away from the cross, whether it be joy or sorrow that I do send upon him. 
all these aforesaid things concerning this sign did my soul comprehend much more fully than i can explain and with a completeness whereby i was enabled to understand many more things than i have told here my love and joy was so great that i can in no wise express it and may god not impute it unto me for a sin that i have related all this with so many faults and shortcomings end of section fifty